Chapter 3 Paralila Crossing the River Very soon Radharani had sold all her milk, yogurt, and butter and started on her way home. When Radharani arrived at the Jamuna, Sri Krishna was plying a boat nearby. When he saw her moon-like face, he quickly brought the boat to shore, got down on the riverbank, and began throwing sand in jest. When Radharani, who was still at a distance, saw this, she said, O Murari, now is no time for playing in the sand. Stop that immediately and attend to your boat. Look, it is almost sundown. The sun is about to set behind the western mountain peak. Crowds of people are passing through the eastern gate of the town of Gokul. Do you not see that rogues and ruffians are beginning to move about here and there? Smiling, Krishna said, The river is very turbulent now. It is not possible to cross at this time. Just see how the thunder is resounding on the heads of yonder clouds. It is almost sundown, and the wind is beginning to blow fiercely. That is what I am trying to tell you. Please hurry and cross the river. Why don't you spend the night with some householder nearby? Then tomorrow morning you can go home. I shall not do that. Look, the sun is already kissing the western horizon. Lightning is beginning to flash. Here, take my valuable necklace as payment and ply this boat across the river. Now there are strong gale winds blowing. The sun is already setting. My boat is old and worn out. Just stay here with some householder, and tomorrow morning you can go. Murari, have I not offered to pay you to take me across? Don't you believe me? Oh, boatman, such harsh words are not at all proper. It is a great offense for a devoted wife to spend the night in the house of another man. <laughs> if you present me with your necklace, I will take you across the river. But look, the waves of the Jamuna are reaching so high that they are touching the sky. Oh, wonderstruck, doe-eyed girl, you should give up this arrogance of a prostitute. Your mountain-like breasts and large buttocks are too heavy for this old boat to carry. In this situation, what can I do? If my dairy products, breasts, and ornaments are too heavy for the boat to carry, I myself will throw them into the water. There is nothing else I can do. Then let it be so. Come into the boat, and I shall now navigate across the river. Krishna then helped Radharani get aboard and steered the boat for some distance. Suddenly, the boat began to rock back and forth as if it were about to capsize. Radha became very frightened and said, Quickly cross the river. The river has become ominous. The splashing waves appear to be embracing the sky. The boat has also become very unstable. If the boat should sink... It will be an unfortunate situation. If that happens, both you and I will lose our lives. Alas, we will then have lost the treasure of our youth. <laughs> that will not be my fault. You are to blame. Look, O oh moon-faced girl. 
By touching your breasts, the wind has become so strong. It is attempting to send my old boat to the bottom of the Jamuna. Becoming embarrassed, Radharani said, Oh, Krishna, now is not the time for laughter. Stop your laughing. The boat is starting to fill with water. Oh, boatman, your behavior does not befit the circumstances. Although my hands are tired from emptying water from the boat, I cannot rest them. Therefore, you should not laugh like this now. If I manage to get out of this predicament, I will never again set foot on your boat. Oh, lovely girl, I warned you before. My boat is old and worn out. I never know what will happen to it at any time. Furthermore, now the wind is blowing so fiercely. In such a situation, what can a boatman do? Oh, Marari, I know your boat is like that. But what can I do about it? Oh, boatman, your glories are unfathomable. I present the treasure of my body at your feet. Get me to the other shore, and I will fulfill your desires. Well then, now I will navigate the boat. But you must stop up the holes in the boat with your blouse. The holes in this boat are very large. By stopping them up, my blouse will be destroyed. I can block one hole, but water will still come in through others. Oh, Hari, what do you wish done? Now my blouse is ruined. All I have left is my life and the clothing covering my legs. Now only they remain to be ruined. This boat of mine is old. I told you that before we left. Now how can we remedy this situation? It is all in the hands of destiny. Radharani thought to herself, The shore of the Yamuna is quite far. The trees are all blown over and these violent winds are most unfavorable. This boat is old and decrepit and the boatman is unreliable. Alas... What evil deeds have I done to deserve this? The sky is blanketed with rain clouds, and this boat is so old. Damodar is completely unreliable. Only today he has become a boatman. The waves of the Yamuna are huge. Why did I ever get into this boat? This boat is dilapidated. The boatman is a cowherder. The river is turbulent, the sun has set, and I am a well-bred, helpless young girl. Alas, how will I ever cross the Yamuna? Then she said to Krishna, By your words, I hastily threw my dairy goods and valuable jewelry into the river. I have also thrown away my blouse. See how quickly the boat is sinking, and how far the riverbank is. Radharani again said to herself, The boat is full of water and is about to be turned over by the wind. We are sinking into the turbulent waters of the Yamuna. I personally threw away my dairy products and valuables. When will Krishna give up his unreliability? Just see, 
He is dancing and clapping his hands. This unreliable Krishna is purposely steering this old boat into the middle of a whirlpool and is about to throw the rudder into it. Alas, what a great calamity! The sun has set and it is growing dark. Today I do not know what destiny has in store for poor Radha. Radharani gave a deep sigh and said, Alas, I see all my family members standing before me. Sri Krishna will not even be a little merciful to me. Thick clouds are covering all directions with darkness. This old dilapidated boat is sinking under the waters of the Yamuna. I am unable to foretell in what condition I will arrive home today. Moreover, powerful blasts of wind keep blowing again and again. This boatman is simply driving the boat around in circles. Oh, Krishna, I have thrown my costly jewelry into the water. Now stop laughing. All right, I will drive the boat. Out of impatience, Radharani began shouting repeatedly, Quickly drive this boat to shore. This put Krishna into so much anxiety that in trying to steer the boat, he broke the rudder and damaged the boat. Radharani became very angry and said, What will be the destiny of such an offender as myself? Oh, Hari, look! The boat is sinking! The rudder is broken! And we are about to drown in the river! Oh, gallant lad, use your hands as a rudder to guide us to shore! <laughs> if the boat should become filled with water, listen to the solution you will offer. By taking hold of your jar-like breasts, I will float to shore. It is already evening, and this boat is stranded in the middle of the river. Life and youth are both very hazardous. You should not be playing like this in such an unfortunate situation. Oh, lovely Radharani, please think of a way to solve this predicament. You are the solution, not me. I am no cheater, but I do require the payment of youth. Cross the Yamuna. My body is shaking with fear. I shall pay you the price of youth. Oh Lord, my youth is in your hands. In order to reassure her heart, Krishna revealed to her a sandy bank by his mystic power. Look, my dear, although we are still in the river, there is a pleasant shore nearby. On it is a secluded bower with swarms of bees buzzing all around. There is also a gentle breeze blowing. This is no cause of fear, and the darkness of night is absent. Seeing that sandy bank, Radharani smiled and said, Oh, life has returned to me. Quickly guide the boat there. Oh, beautiful Radharani, if you agree to sport with me in the pastimes of Cupid, I will quickly take you to yonder shore. Oh, moon-faced girl, such opportunities do not always come about. This has been arranged by the grace of Providence. Hearing these words spoken by Krishna, Radharani remained for some time with her face looking downward and considered everything carefully. Then she said, O Sri Hari, 
let it be so. Your desire shall be fulfilled. But please take me to shore quickly. Drinking through his ears these nectarian words of lotus-faced Srimati Radharani, Sri Hari brought the boat to the shore. Thus he arrived on the pleasant sandy bank with Sri Radha. Once they were on shore, Krishna said, O beautiful girl, just see how agreeable this place is. The softly blowing breeze is scented with the fragrance of sandalwood. It is also cooled by the spray from the waves of the Jamuna. This forest bower is nicely perfumed by the pollen fallen on the ground from delicate flowers. By destiny's efforts, you were made with very soft limbs. This is the wonderful workmanship of Cupid. But I cannot understand why your breasts are so hard. While glancing at the hairline on her abdomen, Krishna said, O Radharani, seeing your breasts pressing against each other as if Cupid were perched upon them, the hairline between them appears to be a bridge for spanning them. O Radha, out of fear of Shiva, Cupid gave up his body and lived in the stable of elephants by taking shelter of elephants in rut. Because of his forbearance, he now has a new bodily form and resides in a palace of gems on Mandara Mountain. He is my own pleasure-seeking essence. By joking and laughing in this way, he carried out different sports of love. Afterwards, he forcefully brought Radharani back to the shore of the Jamuna, embraced her, and said, O my dear Radharani, do not forget me. Radharani replied, You are the elixir of life. How can I ever forget the very essence of my life? Saying this, they both parted. Thus ends the third chapter, entitled, Crossing the River. <laughs> 